0: Everyone, Merry Christmas to everyone listening to us. This is the Wrestling Fans Insight. We're recording episode number 40 here live at the fans of Pro Wrestling Studios and live on Twitter space. I'm joined by my co-host, William. How are you? Here. <laughs> <sighs>
1: Someone got colder stocking.
0: <laughs> William makes the great... Short talk person ever, you know. <laughs> or small talk person, that's what I meant to say.
2: <laughs> uh, things never change. Wait till you catch me out in nature. No, no. Oh
0: no. no. Well, wait a minute, what's part of nature are we talking here? Out in the woods. No. Oh, okay, okay.
2: If you can even find me.
0: Yeah. Well, we're gonna have to wait about four more months here the way it's looking, so
2: snowmobiles, bro.
0: No, thank you. My goodness. No, thank you. Because I was was
1: going to Sopranos, you. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go (laughs) hunting.
0: Yeah. No, thank you. Anyways, uh, we're joined by our other co-host, Carlos. Carlos, Merry Christmas to you, my friend. How are you? Good.
1: Ho, ho, ho! Merry Christmas, everybody.
0: (laughs) Oh, great. It wasn't bad enough. Now you're calling me a hoe three times. Jesus.
1: It's the
0: ho <laughs> <laughs> oh, <great>. I <laughs> I can see <laughs> the <laughs> I can see the Godfather coming at us for <laughs> infringement now, so let's hope he gives us some mercy. No, I'm just kidding.
1: More like WWE to take your podcast off. <laughs> That's true. They've been wanting to get
0: us for a while. We're that important. Well, you know, I did get a DMCA restriction on Twitter.
1: (laughs) Did you really? Last
0: week. And you wouldn't believe what it was for.
1: What was it for?
0: My recording of the... I think it was the recording of when they played the Eat Your Head, or Feed Your Head, the White Bunny... Soundtrack. Oh
1: my gosh! Wow.
0: Yeah, I went to SmackDown, re- recorded it at SmackDown back in September, mid September. Okay. And they gave me this morning, or they put my, they locked my account until I agreed to the whole copyright oh my gosh, shit. And I'm wow. like, you waited almost three months to bust me. I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I think somewhere there should have been a. Uh, what do they call it? Uh, limit stat- A limit of stat. My A
1: limit of statue.
0: Statue limitation. Yes, that. Thank you. I suck at yeah. legal terms, but yeah, I I just like you waited three months. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it just made me laugh. But anywho, I can only I, I can only imagine what other people get busted for. Oh my gosh. Something yeah. little like that. Anyhow. Anyways, our episode this week, we've dedicated it to, kind of borrowed an idea from the Wrestling Should Be Fun Twitter account, who made a really fun thread and has gotten a lot of good uh, replies on it. Basically, it's our version here. We're going to give every category on who we thought was the top for each category, and we have lots of different categories to go by, so we're gonna go ahead and get started with it and we're gonna kind of go out of order because i want to save some of the best categories for last for sure but why don't we start off with uh the fun moment of the year carlos why don't we have you give your fun moment for 2022
1: well for me it's like so when i thought of this category for me it's like just the fun moments of the year and so i gave mine to uh Mine goes to the acclaimed and, and Daddy Ass because you know every time they, every time they come out now it's just it's, it's a fun time for the crowd, and you can just see everybody's just so excited to see them when they come out and the energy is everyone's having a good time. So for me, it goes to the acclaimed and Daddy Ass.
0: Yeah, and I, I'll tell you what they the acclaimed went from a team that didn't get a reaction to one of the most well they were heels. charismatic <laughs> teams ever. Yeah, for that, sure. And to have that "Scissor Me, Daddy"? Oh yeah! I mean, that thing has totally taken over a lot of things, and it's pretty. I mean, even when you got people now doing the parody of "Bask in the Glory," now they're doing it. Scissors, <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, "Scissor, me, scissor daddy. me, Daddy!" I can't yeah. do that tune right, but I mean, yeah. I mean, it, fans have had a great time with that.
1: So. And they're they're they're, 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 they're like and they're, they're also like the number one merchandise sellers for AEW. Oh yeah, they surpassed CM Punk.
2: Oh yeah, for sure. Will your fun moment for twenty twenty two? This is one you're actually not going to believe. Oh, coming out of me. uh oh, yeah. So mine is actually Sami Zayn breaking the Bloodlines character.
0: Oh, uh, dude. Actually, that's mine too. We saw that one. No. Yeah, that that was mine as well. Sorry, Heather, if you're listening. Um, <laughs> but yeah, my my fun moment was the birth of the term "ussy," and you know, like Will said, you know, it. Sami Zayn getting the bloodline going out of character, especially live on TV. I yeah that. You have to give it to Sammy. He's done everything he could to get over, and this definitely made him over, for
2: sure. I I put it on my list, and I don't even like the term Oosie. No, no, (laughs) something just sounds
0: wrong with Oosie, but, you know, it's between the scissor me daddy and the term Oosie. I mean, I...
2: There was a lot of fun this year.
0: That's... Those two definitely have to be high up there in the fun moments of the year for any pro wrestling fan. So, but keeping with the fun going, why don't we go with Fun Wrestler? And Will, let's start off with you.
2: Okay, so an- anybody who's actually been to an event and seen Kofi Kingston, he is by far my favorite entertainer. He is just so much fun. Like, he sits there and he actually dances to his opponents. <laughs> music when they come out.
0: Yes, he does. I've noticed that quite a few
2: times. He just he's always having fun with it.
0: Yeah, well, Kofi's just always been one of those guys that brings the energy to any event he goes to.
2: Yeah, he really does bring that power of positivity.
0: Oh yeah. Carlos, who's your fun wrestler? All right, that that's so I
1: went with Sami Zayn again, like you guys said, for him with when he pop, when he just be able to pop the Usos and from Roman in character, you know, and those guys are seasoned veterans and, and Usology, you know, just he just he's, he's definitely uh, he definitely is earned the funny funny one for me. And also just his match even his match with um with Johnny Knoxville at WrestleMania. I mean to me that was like one of the top WrestleMania matches and he played it so well, so definitely Sami
0: Zayn. For sure. And I know this one's gonna kind of maybe shock some people. Because I think sometimes wrestling fans take this way too damn serious. But I like this one that I'm gonna mention because he does bring a lot of comedy because his character was never like a real serious one. But it it, in theatrics it seems serious but it's not. But my fun wrestler for 2022 is the guy who puts the curse on everyone, Dan Housen.
1: Oh, <laughs> yeah. that's a good choice.
0: Yeah, I mean, Dan Housen, <laughs> though, though you can't really take him as a serious competitor, he, he does bring a lot to the, to to the to the ring every night, you know. And he's over with the fans. He was over on the Jericho Cruise. In fact, already a spoiler alert for those who don't follow the... Jericho Cruz, there's gonna be the team of the Ass Boys against, believe it or not, Dan Housen and Chris Jericho.
1: <laughs> oh, I believe it again. Face start coming.
0: <laughs> and I'm the, so surprised. And I'm so pissed off now that my wife and I are not going on that cruise because I'm like, <laughs> son of a bitch. I, we had the option to possibly actually uh have our Last cruise transfer over to the news cruise, and now I kind of wish I did that. Oh well, we still I had
1: wish t- Dan, I, w- I wish with Dan Housen they would bring back Britt Baker's talk show and have him go steal <laughs> tea from every week, you
0: know? Oh god, that would be hilarious! <laughs> oh lord, uh, yeah, I tell you. So, <laughs> moving on to our next category, uh, why don't we move on to the moment of the year? you okay will no (laughs) actually i'll start off and then Uh, we'll go to carlos so you can recoup oh i'm good okay so going into the 2022 moment of the year um it was something i don't think any wrestling fan was expecting to happen and i don't know if it could have came at a better time because if this didn't happen then we definitely wouldn't have seen how the tide shifted between the promotions. My moment of the year was the announcement of Vince McMahon retiring as chairman of the WWE. It, I mean, I don't think any wrestling fan would see would have ever expected him to retire. I think they would have seen him die before he ended up retiring, being real honest. But yeah, I think with all the allegations that have come forward and have played into Vince's life. If it wasn't for that, he definitely would not have retired. And I think WWE would have still been struggling with trying to keep the fan interest. But that's where I'm going to go. Uh, Carlos, what say you? So for me, like uh, my
1: moment of the year, again, and it's just like going off of what people were talking about online and And I mean, honestly, like this thing had it had me like checking like every. I was going down the Twitter rabbit hole. I was going down like like looking for any like any information on this because I was just so enthralled by it. It was the all out media scrum. CM Punk. yeah I, that, it was like i mean even like i know like for fight like those subscriptions went up like two thousand for because people i mean i was like i was just like so like just obsessed with it like trying to find out the the backstory and everything that was happening with that so for me it was all about media scrum and it did change the landscape of, of, of wrestling you know and it changed a lot of storylines so to me that was just for me my moment of the year
0: well and going any further sorry will Going even further on that, look how it kind of took a blow on AEW for quite a while. I mean, Oh, yeah. I mean, the locker room pretty much united shortly after that. But, yeah, that's going to have a long-lasting blow on AEW for a while. I mean, And
1: again, if, if we see CM Punk back in WWE, like, who would ever thought that was going to happen, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean, you would never think Punk would think to go back to that, but after the recent events and more information keeps coming out after that investigation kind of like what uh, bc hunter and jay myers mentioned on wrestling with the truth on their 2022 in review you know nobody knows the actual truth one because it seems like we find something new every week but two none of us were back there we don't know what really happened because we're hearing stories of FTR saying that you know Punk was much different guy than what's being said from the elite, but also vice versa too. You know, I mean, I don't know. It it's just weird. It it definitely was an impactful moment for AEW, and I hope. They,
1: and for me, go ahead. Sorry.
0: Yeah, and I really hope they rebound back and give wwe a run for their money but it definitely took a blow on that company
1: and for me too like for fa- the thing that was fascinating for me too about it was like CM Punk got everything he wanted and still wasn't enough because he couldn't let go of the past you know like i said the whole thing just fascinates me
0: yeah <laughs> yeah will what was your moment for 2022 oh
1: <laughs> oh, I get it sir
0: did did we did we did we stump you or no okay
2: <laughs> no, um, so my moment was one that unfortunately I wasn't able to talk about uh because I ended up having to miss that week, but it was uh the Eddie Kingston dream match and then the speech afterwards, just nice. because he dumped his heart,
0: oh yeah, he did. I mean, you could tell how much it meant to him when he was getting very emotional. And when he asked the director, hey, how much time we got left before the event starts, you know? And he starts uh, rattling off, giving kudos to the crowd. And, you know, mm-hmm. you know, he mentions everybody else on the card to focus on and everything. And that's when you got you know you got someone who has a heart for professional wrestling. And Eddie Kingston definitely has that, whether you like him, hate him, love him.
2: But he took me by storm because I've, I've been watching ever since their first televised event. Yeah. And he just came out of nowhere and blew me away. Yeah.
0: And, and like I said, I know Eddie Kingston isn't everyone's cup of tea, but you got to respect the fact that he's in the business for heart and not just for himself. So hmm uh,
1: he's, he's one of those guys that I feel like that Tony Khan's dropped the ball on. Like, he was so red hot and, like, Dude, like get him back on TV.
0: <laughs> and I, th- I think anytime Eddie is on TV or in camera view, he is hot, no matter what. Because yep. fans are not going to forget that guy. And yeah, he
1: seizes the moment for sure. Absolutely.
0: I mean, at his age, he, it's definitely not going to. We're probably not going to see a WWE call up anytime soon. But Tony really needs to get on the ball and get that guy going because you're missing out on some money right there. I don't care. When we
1: were talking about when we were talking about our last episode, I was thinking because we're talking about maybe Moxley turning heel, like I was thinking if, if him if him if he were with Moxley going into going into a program with MGF, that'd be amazing.
0: Yeah, I mean that would be a killer team going right there, for sure. All right. Well I think my next one I'm gonna choose, let's go right into the rising star for twenty twenty two. Carlos, who's your rising my- star Again, this guy is just he just
1: what, what he's done recently. Like again, like I talked about in our last episode, like I just become such a big fan of his. And again, I see him eventually made of any WrestleMania. That's still a Sequoia.
0: Awesome. Hmm. Can't argue that either. I mean, a guy who was robbed from the NXT North American Championship, you know, to seeing what he's done with his bloodline relatives. And
1: for me like going into any match I can see him I I see him winning every match he's in like I, I I I he's believable to me as as a contender like I I could see him standing standing up to anybody in any match
0: Yeah I I think if they do it right they get either the United States or the Intercontinental championship on him when it seems fitting and then down the road as he matures he'll definitely make a great world or universal champion so hmm. I I definitely see his career going that well for him. Will, your rising star?
2: Uh, My rising star is actually Dante Martin. And he is just somebody that I want to see more of.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's proved that he can do more than tag team wrestling. And, you know, as long as he stays healthy, Mm -hmm. who knows if he doesn't do tag team with his brother Darius much longer. We've seen what Dante could do. I mean, we watched him in that championship defense from Hangman Adam Page when he wrestled yeah. Dante. Yeah,
2: the kid's the just kid, amazing.
0: The, the kid can hang with main event level talent. So, And he's just, what, only 19, 20, mm-hmm. somewhere there? He might be 21. I think he's 21. Is he 21? Oh, yeah, I know he's a fairly young guy, so I think there's lots of great opportunity for him as long as he... Stays healthy, keeps it clean, and provides good matches like he has been. Yeah. And my rising star uh, definitely goes to Hook. <laughs> uh, the reason why is because watching Ricky Starks pass the FTW championship onto the younger guy in the same faction when it was still a faction, that says a lot right there. You know, you see the fist bump from Ricky Starks after the match, giving Hook the respect. And. Now we're seeing Hook, as he goes more and more into programming wrestling, you, you can see he's not just one of those guys that only needs to wrestle like a two- or three-minute match. The guy can go longer, and I think we're going to see great things. I think we'll eventually, like Carlos says, see maybe see a possible future TNT champion right there.
2: Uh, he's definitely yeah. making moves.
0: Yes, he is. We're going to go right into Feud of the Year. And, Will, let's start with you.
2: Uh, this one was one that was really difficult for me. And the reason is there's one particular person that I don't like in this. Uh-oh. But, John Moxley versus, you know, Sam Punk. Yeah. It was just a killer feud.
0: Well, and it told a lot of the real-life story there, too. Yep. I mean, the thing is, is, I think where Moxley has pretty much shown that he's going to be an AEW guy pretty much for the rest of his career, maybe. Um, Yeah, I think he's a company guy. We've seen the promos from Adam Page, too, where it wasn't a scripted promo. It was pretty much a freelance promo. It kind of showed the consistency there that the AEW guys were having a hard time dealing with CM Punk and not to keep beating the dead horse but I yeah it it definitely shows that CM Punk was pretty much not welcomed by the majority of the locker room yeah but watching the story told between Punk and Moxley I think that pretty much showed us where things were going but it was a real life feud there and, it, yeah, they did a great job. Carlos, uh, how about you?
1: So, so mine's going to be with CM Punk, but it's CM Punk and MJF. That, to me, was the Feud of the Year. MJF, I mean, the other people had elevated MJF, but again, I, I for me, like, uh, MJF, I mean, Punk just made MJF into that main event star, and just, it led to the group with Wardlow. And just, again, it had just, it just the layers of the feud, and just to me, like, the thing that sticks into my head, even though we just had a dog collar match, was um, the proper use of a dog collar match to end up, to end up Blood Feud. And just the, the promos and the realness, too, about, you know, Jew Boy with MJF and how he, how he just told CM Punk. Again, just the layers of MJF's heelness in it. Everything about that feud, to me, was just excellent. So, for to me, the Feud of the Year was MJF against CM Punk.
0: All right. And my feud is one that kind of started not this year, but it actually started the last SummerSlam where Bianca Belair lost the SmackDown Women's Championship in 26 seconds. But it managed to continue a good storyline up throughout WrestleMania until this past SummerSlam. It was pretty much a year-long feud and one that I thought was done very well. And for many of you who've been watching the last year, you know where I'm mentioning it. It's uh, Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch. Good I mean, choice. I like that. I mean, that that was one that was just very well done. You don't see a whole lot of storylines that can go a year and keep the fan interest. But that one most definitely did, especially with Becky Lynch's popularity and the way Bianca has kept rising since leaving NXT. I mean, yeah, that was a damn good feud. We're going to go ahead and go on to about the halfway mark. We're going to go right into the pay-per-view of the year. And uh, who did we start off with last? Was it Will? I think it was me. Okay, so I'll start off on this one. Um, my pay-per-view for the year was definitely WrestleMania. Um I thought we saw a lot of great things out of that event. We had, you know, the return of Cody Rhodes going against Seth Rollins. And I i will be honest, I was, even up until the night before Wrestlemania, I just was sure that Cody wasn't going to return. And the funny part was, my wife and I were watching Wrestlemania at the theaters in Las Vegas while I was there for a bowling tournament. And she goes, "Who do you think's coming out?" And it was then I conceded. I said, "Cody Rhodes." She goes, "What? You've been damning everybody, <laughs> saying it wasn't going to be Cody." I said, "It's got to be Cody. It's the only logical choice right now." And she goes, "I'm gonna slap you if it's Cody in the minute his music hits." She slapped me. Did she really? Yes. <laughs> she 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 slugged me in the arm like, "How the hell did you?" come to terms and think it was cody i said sometimes i i don't want to come to terms with it but i had to on that one it just it was the logical choice by then so but yeah that was that was definitely my pay-per-view of the year um carlos what was yours
1: you know like again like when we're doing the commences a lot of people pick wrestlemania for me it was full year. I just thought that was a really well done pay per view, and it was a pay per view where I like I literally wanted to see every match, and 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 again for me like a theme, and for me the thing that I like too and the thing that I appreciate about AEW's pay per views is that you actually get lots of matches, and the one thing for me with WWE is I feel like sometimes there's so much filler in between their matches, and I think to myself, man, you have such a great talent roster, why can't I just get a couple more matches on this event? So for me, all around, it was it was uh, Full Gear 2022.
2: Awesome. Will? Uh, hands down, mine was Halloween Havoc uh, for much of the same reason that... Nice. Much of the same reason that Carlos said. That was the one pay-per-view that just had me absolutely enthralled in every little aspect of it.
0: Awesome. Yeah, we're kind of at the halfway mark, so this kind of gets us to a point we're going to take a small little break and we'll finish off the rest of the categories and then give our shout outs and everything else so we'll be right back Yeah, we're back, and we're going to finish off our little bonus episode. Well, not bonus, but our, I guess, outlook of 2022 here, (laughs) as I called it. So, all right, we're going to go right into the faction category. Will, who is your ah,
2: 2022 faction of the year? This one was really hard for me because it was almost a tie. Wow. But I went with uh, Death Triangle. Yeah. Awesome. What so was your other one? The other one I was considering was the House of Black, because they really gained a lot of traction this past year.
0: Yeah, I mean, those are two top team or top two factions for AEW for quite some time now, and mm-hmm. the Death Triangle being the trios champion, current trios champion.
2: Yeah, and what what solidified it for me for the Death Triangle was just the amount of consistency compared
0: yeah all right carlos so i um, in honor to heather <laughs> i'm gonna <laughs> give
1: my uh, give my to the bloodline i mean i again i like i like the i like the ones that will said but for me you can't you can't deny the bloodline i mean roman you don't find the world titles and the usos you the tag titles and again just the reaction they get from uh from the crowd like we we're talking about in our last episode you know for us, like Raw from Chicago, I mean Smackdown from Chicago was subpar, but just having the bloodline there just enthralls people and, and how they all get their cameras out and just the pop that it gets. And these are heels, you know, so for me it's definitely the bloodline.
0: Yeah, and I know Heather's going to beat the shit out of me too, but <laughs> my my faction is the bloodline. I mean, you can't go without recognizing that. Roman's now held the Universal Championship. And yes, I say universal because technically he didn't really gain the WWE Championship until WrestleMania. But Roman, so far to this date, has held the Universal Championship. Was it almost 850 days now? Maybe longer?
1: I I put put, put my fist in the air when you said that, just saying.
0: (laughs) But, yeah, hopefully that's in the air and not coming back at our faces, because I'm sure Heather's going to do that once she listens to this. (laughs) But With the
1: finger-up ones, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, and the Usos unifying the tag team championships for both brands, I think the only thing that would have made it even sweeter is, you know, somehow finding a way to unify the Intercontinental United States championships and... Maybe even having a, a female in the faction and at least winning one of the women's championships. I, but I think time's just running too short for the bloodline to have the interest in the fans here shortly. So I think come WrestleMania, we're definitely going to see Roman lose both titles by then. I think we're going to eventually see the Usos lose the championships by then. And then Bloodline, probably, if they don't continue every once in a while, they'll definitely be dismantling after WrestleMania, for sure. With that said... Yeah,
1: I, would, I wouldn't mind seeing the return of main event Jey Uso than having them turn on Roman, you know, him with them and Solo.
0: I just don't see it, though. I, I think family just stays with each other after that, but who knows, you could be right. I mean, especially after, you know, getting the William Regal and MGF deal, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't dare question any of your thoughts.
1: <laughs> the Jericho face turn coming. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We saw that one already. <laughs> but, uh, anywho, um, who did I start off with on the faction? Was it, it was Will. So. Yeah. I will go ahead and start off on the, we're going to go right into the match of the year. Um. My match of the year, if you didn't get the hint big enough from where I mentioned the moment, or not moment, but pay-per-view of the year, my match of the year was Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins at WrestleMania where Cody made his return. I thought they did one hell of a match, especially for having a return superstar come after leaving for so long. And Cody's made some great accolades outside of WWE. He's became the NWA World Heavyweight Champion, the Ring of Honor World Champion. He's made a name for himself out there in New Japan Pro Wrestling with the Bullet Club. He's done quite a bit. He had a very, very short stint with Impact, which I don't know if I want to even dare admit to remembering that, but... Nonetheless, he's done quite a bit for the professional wrestling world, and we've seen where that's got him at a good spot in the WWE. So, um, Carlos, what would you say was your match of the year?
1: So I'm gonna I'm gonna actually change mine. So when when I when I did when I answered the tweet, I said Cody and and Seth Rollins at Hell in the Cell. But if I'm being honest, like, and this is a match that really comes to me. And it's it's and my match of the year was is uh. Ricochet versus Santos Escobar on SmackDown in the finals of the World Cup for uh, the WWE World Cup. Because for me, like, to me, like, when I think of that match, like, it just, it it enthralled me and and it just, it had my attention. And for me, like, it just showed really good storytelling, like the moves they did and just, like, going on the guardrail. And just, like, if you, just like what people talk about, like, slowing down the fast action pace, it was just a really well, whole Match and it made Santos even a star on the main roster, and it's just sad that WWE hasn't hasn't capitalized on that. But yeah, I'm gonna give them my match of
0: the year: Ricochet and
2: Santos Escobar. All right, nice. Will? uh my match of the year was actually uh, Roman versus Logan.
0: Nice. nice. Oh, that's I like that. That, yeah, definitely a good just, one.
2: Just, I don't think anybody really expected how well that performance was going to be. I didn't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, let, let's talk about that a little bit. Look at The Miz and Jake Paul. What was it? SummerSlam they Logan had that. Logan
1: Paul
0: or sorry, who did I say? Yeah, Jake Paul's not he in. Said it Jake. Yet. Uh, <laughs> he said Jake Paul. <laughs> God, not, sorry. I didn't mean to say Jake, but Logan Paul I think turned a lot of heads when he had his singles match with The Miz and he did not wrestle like a guy who was half in it. He He wrestled one hell of a match. The Miz made him look like a star. And his match with Roman, he got injured in that match, but still continued on. He he didn't wimp out like some others would. He went full on, did the match in its entirety, and he hung with a guy who is the most dominant guy in professional wrestling right Mm now.
2: Bad Bunny blew me away, too. Yeah. That's...
0: In fact, I think that's rumored for Logan Paul and Bad Bunny to team against uh Dom and I can't remember who the Oh, Damian Priest. That's yeah. it. That's if Logan Paul <laughs> gets healed up in time. His injury was see, terrible.
1: I want to, for me like I want after he's a performer, I want to see him I want to see him fight John Cena WrestleMania. Yeah. That's a
0: match I want. Oh, dude, that would be a hell of a match too. I mean, Cena can make anyone look really good. Alrighty, we're gonna go right into uh, tag team of the year. I have a feeling I already know who Carlos has picked. So, Carlos, who's your 2022 tag team? So,
1: I would love to pick the Acclaimed, but I got to <laughs> give it to FTR. I would, but, I, but again, if I'm being honest, I got to give it to FTR. Even though, even though, like in people, the argument, you know, when they when they did the top 100, is they didn't they didn't they didn't they didn't, they didn't fight as much. That's not their choice. I mean winning three different titles and it should have been four, like they should have they should have beat the Young Bucks to be even back in the day. Um, I and again just and again just like a team that went they won the crowd over just by naturally being themselves and they go from you know being again like the claim did too that went from being faces went from being heels to faces and just being beloved. My my team of the year is F T R even though i love to say the claim is F T R All
2: right. Will um, F T R <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's just undeniable at this point. It really is.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I'm gonna be right there with you guys. It's a three way tie right there. I put. Nice. I put FTR. I mean, yeah. I'm sorry, Tony Khan dropped the ball by not having Absolutely. them win the AEW Tag Team Championships, even if it would have been a short run, and they claimed somehow reclaimed it from FTR. Yeah. They're, I mean, they're, it's undeniable that these guys are not just tag team of the year. I think they're tag team, the best tag team period. Yep. It, it's really, I mean,
1: they're, they're the ones that really made me start caring about tag team wrestling again. You know, like they were, they were the ones that made me like want to tune into dynam, tune into AEW and, and everything else, you know? And again, and, and to me too, like, like, um, you know, New Japan, and then Triple Triple A had to sign off on them winning those tag titles. So for them to sign off on it and to let them be carrying all those belts speaks volumes about their talent as well.
0: Well, and if you were to have a Mount Rushmore of tag teams, if FTR is not up there, I might, yeah. ha- I might, <laughs> I might, question you. <laughs> I might have to question you as a wrestling fan, not a sports entertainment fan, but a wrestling <laughs> fan. So yeah, yeah, anyhow. Uh, Let's go into the next one. We're going to go right into the female wrestler of 2022. Will, let's start off with you.
2: (laughs) Again, this is one that's just absolutely undeniable. It's Bianca Belair.
0: Yeah. It's a good choice. I mean, we've seen what she can do. She brings it every match.
2: Yeah. Like, that, that first title reign of hers, she got robbed.
0: Well... I don't know if it was Rob she she I think she, it was injustice to have her lose it in twenty six seconds yeah I mean, I think everybody was really butthurt hurt over that for quite some time. I think some still are, but you know it's part of the business too is you know eventually they'll do something to get her to rebound, and I think she rebounded quite well
2: she did and that's why I chose her because she's just she's really held it she's done well with it.
0: Yeah. And Carlos, you're twenty twenty two female of the year.
1: Mine was what I thought Will was gonna pick, and that's Mandy Rose. I think uh she she's killed it in NXT. Uh she she defeated every, I mean again some of her antics by cheating, but I mean she took on every challenger and she never lost the belt for the whole you know, until right now. So and again that was because of the controversy, so I gotta give it to Mandy Rose.
0: Cool. And I'm right there with Carlos. I also picked Mandy Rose. <coughs> even despite the the recent affairs that have happened with her being fired from WWE you can't take away that when she went back to or not went back but when she went to NXT she became the women's champion in short time and has held it for 413 days that says a lot about not just her work ethic but as a performer and she was injustice by the recent affairs. I'm sorry, I'll say it now, but yeah. And she
1: also made two. She also made two new stars in in, in, in the Gigi Dolan and uh, let's see, I forget their name. Uh, but she made two new stars and the girls that she brought up with her too.
0: JC know? Jane.
1: JC Jane, yeah. She she and again, that's what you want from a from a top star, someone who who can help make new stars, and she did. You well, know? And, absolutely with
0: that. Well, and even though she lost the championship to Roxanne Perez and. You know, Roxanne Perez, nothing to take away from her. She's no. an excellent talent. But to see that how well she worked with Roxanne in that main event, it was an awesome match. It was just a bummer to see the title ring in, but we all know exactly why she lost the title. And Unfortunately, we're going to have to move on because, you know, I, I don't know if we're going to see Mandy back in WWE any time of the year, but or anytime soon, sorry. I I hope we do see her back in the wrestling scene, eventually. Once things cool down, it may not be with WWE, but wherever she lands, I think she's gonna end up being great wherever she goes. So.
1: And the one thing too, there was a, there was a lot of uncertainty in the NXT brand with the 2.0 and McMahon taking over the crater for a while, but she was the one constant in NXT. So you know you got to give the girl her props.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. She definitely one of the most improved females too. I mean, you can't take anything away from her. All right. Who did we start off with last? I can't remember. I think it was me. Was it you?
2: Yeah.
0: All right. I guess I'll lead the next one. Going into uh, the Male Performer of the Year, Male Wrestler of the Year for 2022. I hope I get in good graces with Heather now, but <laughs> mine goes to John Moxley. The reason why is because... Moxley was set to take a vacation after he lost the AEW championship to Punk. And after all the drama that went into place, I don't want to go into any more detail of it. But for a guy who was willing to put his vacation on hold and do what was best for the company at the time, I have to give him props for that. He's now, what, four-time AEW world champion? I mean... And he took the loss to MJF really well. I thought it was a killer match. He transitioned the championship to a young and rising star there for the promotion. And I don't know, I, there's just something about Mox, Mox's work ethic that says a lot. The guy went through rehab the last year, got himself out from a dark space or dark place, and brought himself back. And he rebounded quite well from it, so yeah, Moxley he definitely deserves my vote for that category. Carlos, who's your wrestler, male wrestler, twenty twenty two?
1: So my male wrestler of the year of two is also John Moxley. Um, again, I'm someone who's in recovery, and it's something I'm not ashamed to talk about. But just for him, you know, to walk away when he was on kind of he was on top, you know, he was one of the top stars in the company. And to just have that will, that awareness of, you know what, something needs to change in my life. And, and then just having the guts, to, to the courage to do that was just a really good example for people. And again, too, you know, just coming back, I mean, he made a lot of stars. He's, he's making, to, to, to right now, I can't even say his name, but, like, just the matches he had, he really made, he made um, he made really Yuta into a star with the matches that he had with him. You know, and again, that he's, and again, just the, the fact that he's willing to give back, um, the fact that he, you know, he was a GCW champion, you know, he goes, he doesn't forget where he came from. He went and, you know, he goes and helps smaller promotions when he could, you know, before he signed his new contract, and just the, his love and passion for the sport too, professional wrestling. And again, when when back even when CM Punk got hurt after um, Double or Nothing, Mock stepped up to the plate and really took the ball for AEW. And I didn't miss a beat because of him, you know. And He just gives so much to the promotion. And it, for me, by far, is Sean Moxley. I really have a lot of admiration for the man. And I really can't wait to see what he does next.
2: Okay. So, this one's going to surprise you, John. Carmelo Hayes.
1: Nice. I like that
0: guy. Wouldn't surprise me.
2: It's just, <clears throat> of all the wrestlers that we see that are going to really, really take off go places... He's the one. He is ready.
0: Yeah. it. Knife said it many times that after he lost the NXT North American Championship the second time and mm-hmm. had, was not able to gain it back from Wesley, I, the guy's ready for main event. Mm-hmm. I don't know if necessarily Trick Williams is ready to join him up there. I don't think Trick is. However... Trick's not bad, but I there's, yeah. there's more work. I don't think it'll be a bad idea to have Trick go up with him. But I think Camilo is one of those guys that can do it with, all on his own. So he's proved it many a times. He's brought a lot of prestige back to the North American Championship. He didn't hot potato it to anybody. He held it for a lengthy reign. And I think having him in the main roster at some point soon... I think we'll eventually see him in Royal Rumble, be honest. Because I believe Hunter is looking to go 40-man in that Rumble.
2: The last I've seen. And it's hard to deny his precision.
0: Yeah. I mean, Honestly,
1: the match—the match, match that I want for Seth, if I was like me and Brian were talking about, the match that I would book for WrestleMania if I was book, booking WrestleMania would be Seth Rollins versus Carmelo Hayes.
0: Oh yeah, that would be an awesome match. <laughs> that
1: would, I mean that would, if they put Seth Rollins going to need something, um, that's that's my WrestleMania match right there.
0: <laughs> I think it would be even better if they put the United States Championship back on Seth Rollins. You know, that would be a great way to get Carmella Hayes going in the main roster to be yeah, honest yeah that,
1: that's about, that'd, be, that'd be my match for Seth on at WrestleMania would be and even just like that you know like I would think even if he doesn't even the title just having you know like it'd be like oh this is how you make your way onto the main roster and challenging Car- and challenging Seth and being like Seth like I'm tired of being the gatekeeper you know I, I just I see the feud rights itself to me I think it'd be an amazing feud
0: <laughs> yeah alright and we're gonna go into our final category the promotion of 2022, the promotion we think definitely deserves to be known as the top promotion. Let's start off with Carlos.
1: So again, for me, the way I look at this, and again, I'm, I'm glad that I don't have to... Can you hear me? Yeah, we're here. Uh, my Twitter thing came, like saying, Twitter's not responding, so I was freaking <laughs> out for a minute I, if I had to, if I had like, again, I'm glad I don't have to choose. But if I had to choose, like I, I could only watch one promotion, and then I was being honest about it. For me, it's AEW. Like I just feel like they barely, you know, Tony Khan's lucky. Like he has so much talent. Like it's such an amazing roster. And again, uh, and again, like I and I put my money where my mouth is. You know, like I I could usually go see WrestleMania this year in LA, but I choose not to. You know, I, I save my money to go see AEW. Like I'm going to Revolution in, in San Francisco. And then the following Wednesday, I'm going to AEW Dynamite. So for me, my, my my promotion of the year is AEW.
2: Yeah, I'm actually with Carlos on this one. Uh, AEW is my favorite right now. I just they have so much work to do. We know that. We talk about it yeah. every week. But if they continue on the path they're they're on with the improvements, they're going to shine.
0: Yeah. I mean, everyone's got to realize AEW and 8 WWE are not the same company. Nope. I think that's what a lot of the WWE diehards have a hard time with is they don't understand that AEW is a pro-wrestling-minded company where WWE is mostly sports entertainment. But we've seen that little bit of shift there at SummerSlam right there when we saw... A couple of returns right there. That's when I think we knew that. Hunter is going to take the company. In the right spot. Eventually. It'll take some time. Unfortunately though. I I am differed between you two. I gave the slight edge to WWE. Because I've seen a little bit of that momentum shift. Where the fan interest. Went a little bit more toward the WWE. Since. Hunter and Stephanie have taken the reins of the company, my only fear is is if Vince McMahon does somehow possibly come back as the CEO of the company, I have a weird feeling AEW is going to come back and take that momentum back from him.
1: For me, it's so until WWE can get those kind of crowd reactions from a like that AW gets like, again. And to me, the crowd adds so much to the product too. Like it, to me, it's just exciting, and it's just it's such a. It's like a, it's like watching a rock concert.
0: <laughs> yeah, and sorry for my coughing there. If you no, can hear good. it, uh, I, you know I kind of got so dry mouthed on that last little bit of talking there. <laughs> But and yeah. again
1: I appreciate again I can appreciate what what all promotions do and like and again even like with Will's choices of so much of the NXT roster like and again cuz I I like I appreciate NXT for what it is too like it's 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 the development roster but I think they have a lot of great action you know and so again I'm glad I don't have to choose between one brand and all but to me if I've given the top choice it definitely is AEW you know that's my brand that's the one I like the most yeah, and, I like both,
0: you know? Well, yeah, and I like it all. I mean, Yeah, exactly. We just we just all have different opinions and, you know, and it's good to have those opinions cuz, you know, if we all thought the same, then it would be a very dull podcast for us for sure. Right? <laughs> cuz otherwise, Heather, if she said she loved The Bloodline, oh, we'd be doomed. But <laughs> she has no problem voicing her opinions on that. <laughs> <laughs> but but you know we all we all don't have problems voicing our opinions and I always appreciate what we each bring to the table each and every week. So you know, um, like I said, they, we can see things change just in an instant with how the industry goes. I mean, we saw that at SummerSlam where I'm like, oh shit, AEW's gonna get a run for their money now, because. When you see the difference in the programming, especially the last few years with with WWE being under Vince's control, it, it was just going back to the spot where it was before the Monday Night Wars. You know, Vince, if it's not Vince's way, it's the highway. And we've seen where that took WWE. Um, the one thing I will also note is, you know, I think there's too much division between wrestling fans where they just don't want to be open-minded. And I'm okay with people not liking certain brands. They prefer one brand over another. I mean, that's part of being a wrestling fan, too. I just... In 2023, I just hope maybe some people understand there's no need to hate on the company. But if you don't like it, that's fine. Just don't watch it anymore. And... The reason I like these type of awards because it gives us our opinions and those of us who like everything. You know, I, I love watching AEW. I love watching WWE. I love watching New Japan Wrestling when I can. If I can never get myself to the point, I can watch Ring of Honor. I just have a hard time with the $9.99 deal and
1: no premium
0: be, live events. But more than likely...
1: Yeah, and I, I don't know if you just saw too. Like they just uh, Tony Khan just had they had their tapings yesterday for AEW Dark, and he and he used he used a lot of Ring of Honor talent on the tapings, and I'm just like, man, I already have I already have no faith in what he's gonna do with that. I'm just being honest, right?
0: And you know,
1: <laughs> he just can't he can't help himself, you know. <laughs>
0: well, and more than likely, I'm probably gonna end up getting the the Honor Club membership at some point. I'm just kind of yep. waiting for the new position to take place but <laughs> but you know I mean yeah I mean I I love doing I love this episode for what it was um even though we borrowed the idea kind of from both wrestling with the truth and uh wrestling should be fun Twitter accounts they I I kind of felt like maybe we should do a similar episode and this has been a good episode, seeing the different opinions from all three of us. I wish we had Heather here, because I think it definitely would have definitely brought a little more interesting things to the table. So, um, we're going to take a small break. We're going to come back and give our weekly shout-outs and call it good. And that's gonna wrap it up for this episode. Um, I do wanna give some good news recently. I reached out to look for a YouTube specialist for our fans of pro wrestling team, and I have sought out a guy who we've given quite a few shout outs, but we really do uh appreciate him not only as a friend but for what he's done on his YouTube channel in particular. I'll give you a really big clue. He is the guy who does (laughs) tap-out talk on YouTube. He does an excellent job with doing unboxing wrestling crates and covering every pay-per-view and premium live event. If you haven't got it by now, he goes by The Brian Adkins, also known as Brian Ballard on Twitter. I uh, extended a invite for Brian to come join our team and he gave me his answer last night and said he'd be honored to join our team so Brian is going to be our YouTube specialist here starting at the first of the year so anybody who knows him please welcome Brian Ballard to our team he's a really great dude and looking forward to see what we do with him over the next year here so Thank you, Brian, for being a part of our team and can't wait to see what we do with you here. But uh, going forward, uh, Carlos, you have any shout outs this week?
1: Um, Yeah, I just, you know, honestly, I just want to shout out all of Twitter. You know, like I, I came on Twitter, I think it was October of last year. You know, I, I had some bad experiences on Facebook and, and Instagram, especially with starting my nonprofit. It's just taking my money and I was, so I, I kind of needed a space to come to, um, and the IWC really just kind of um, welcomed me with open arms, and just and everyone too who does you know does the follow-backs, and I built a nice little platform on here. So just really everyone on Twitter who interacts with me, and really makes it a priority to go on and interact with every day. I just thank you guys for being a part of my life, and being a part of my you know my family, so I appreciate everybody. So, so a roundabout thank you to everyone.
2: Will, do you have any shout-outs? I just want to thank all the fans that actually listen i mean you've said it a million times there's so many podcasts out there
0: yeah i mean there's literally thousands of wrestling podcasts <laughs> out there and <laughs> bc hunter mentioned it on his episode of, on an episode of wrestling with the truth uh, i think it was two or three weeks back you know we're a part of a group called good pods a uh, group chat in twitter and there are so many amazing people on there. Um, I've shouted out a few of the podcasts that are in that group as well, and so many amazing people to, that we've gotten to know. And you know, I hope we keep growing those relationships really well. It's also great to hear other podcasts outside wrestling that we've actually started getting a couple that've been getting a little more into wrestling one of them is today we laughed and learned there are a couple of great ladies who do a weekly podcast they do some research on something but they mostly just kind of have uh have their squirrel moments and laugh out loud and we they eventually tell us something new every podcast so I appreciate those two ladies very much and I want to shout out my entire team here Heather William Carlos uh I started off with a much different podcast host at the first of the year, and it just didn't turn out very well. Uh, We had some kind of disagreements with where this project was headed, and unfortunately, as bad as it sounds, I pretty much told him he needed to go separate ways, and it got a little ugly outside the podcast for a little bit between us two, mainly because one... We actually work with each other, and that doesn't help. But two, you know, it. I want this project to go in the right direction, and I felt like I made a right choice bringing my brother on. I didn't think he would actually accept this role, and he did with him. He's done a great job every week. Um, we brought Heather on later on by a request by a fellow Twitter user, Carol Bucks, also too many people known as Carolina, the chocolate lover. She uh introduced I've I've known Heather not known known Heather, but I've met Heather on Twitter before and you know, we've talked a couple of times, not very much, not as much as we do now. But no, I appreciate both of those ladies very well. And big thank you to Carlos who I think I followed when I started getting more interactive with Twitter. I think I've actually followed Carlos for over a year now and Carlos and I have exchanged a few wrestling conversations here and there and, you know, Carlos is a great dude, great wrestling fan, and he's brought a lot to our podcast as well as having insight from a different perspective. So I thank all three of you for joining me on this project. I want to thank Brian Ballard again, he being the fourth extra member on this project, so... I think we're going to have great things come in 2023. Also, I've mentioned we're going to try to get a Patreon started to do some extra content. So stay tuned. We'll eventually, hopefully, have that going probably by February or March of 2023 once we kind of outline the extra projects we'd like to do. But any of you who are listening and do Patreon support, please. Uh, if you have any ideas what you would like to see us do, please don't be afraid to send us any a direct message on Twitter or even, you know, send us a voicemail at 3 385 367 4772. We'd be welcome to any feedback. Um, but also thank you like Will said to everyone who tunes into our podcast. Not to keep beating the dead horse, but there literally is a thousand of those podcasts everywhere. But we've had some really good rankings from the Good Pods app, a fairly new podcasting app that has come into play. Uh, We've seemed to stay within the top 10 of 100 indie wrestling podcasts and top 100 of the regular wrestling podcasts. So that's pretty good accomplishments there for us being in our first year of podcasting. Also want to say, uh, well, I don't know what else I want to say. <laughs> uh, Carlos, <laughs> did, did you have anything else?
1: I just think I want to say buckle up and get ready guys. I think, you know, we're going to, we'll be coming back after the new year and I think 2023 is going to be a really exciting year for wrestling fans. pro and course, you know, sports just pro wrestling fans. Let's just call it like it is. I think it's going to be a fun year for wrestling. I think uh, all these companies are going to bring it, and I'm really looking forward to it. I'm really looking forward to being a fan next year. It's going to be an
0: awesome time. All right, Will. Do you have anything else? No. All right. Well, way to keep it to the point, Will. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Heather, if you're listening, please get well. We love you. We miss you. We hope to see you after the first of the year um thank you to lipson.com for hosting our podcast without them we wouldn't be on every platform out there Pixabay for the royalty-free music again you can reach us on twitter carlos you want to give your two
1: yeah and just really quick guys if you're out for new year's please use designated drivers that's all i want that's one last thing i want to say be safe out there um all holiday season but yeah it's uh at c to the ls 77 and then at conquer the Now.
0: william at
2: William H O P P E eight,
0: and you can reach me on my two at W F Insight podcast, or on my personal at John W F Insight. And also, I'm going to give Heather's, even though she's not on, but at Bama B A M A girl G I R L at uh, G I R L underscore. underscore four underscore EVA, Bama Girl Forever, World Tide Bitches. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And again, you can leave us interactive voicemail at 385-367-4772. And you can reach us on our Facebook group, The Fans of Pro Wrestling. And we also have two websites, The com, and our podcast website, www.wrestlingfansinsight.com. That's going to do it. Merry Christmas to y'all. Happy New Year. I will be back again just before the New Year with another episode. Not not sure what I'm going to quite cover yet, but it will be there, so stay tuned. Also, if you can give us a rating and review on whatever you listen to us, please give us that rating and review. We'd love to hear from you, and we'll even air the reviews on the next episode, so... Anyhow, for William, Carlos, and myself, again, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, be safe, we'll see you next time.